welcome to another episode of the Streaking the Lawn podcast. We've got a fun one today with a special guest, a returning guest. I hate to rank our guests, but Lauren, you're in the upper echelon for sure. I, you know, maybe Caroline wants to definitively give you number one status. Oh yeah, number but, one. Yeah. Let's go. I, you know, the, I, I'm sure all our previous guests are listening and they're... Sorry, Mark Titus. Oh, they're upset. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I was like, Mark. haven't you guys had actual players on the show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry, Joe Harris? You're going to tell Joe Harris he's not number one in our hearts. Uh, I wasn't on that oh one. Still mad. Uh, yes. <laughs> but Ooh. Lauren Brownlow is back uh, to, to talk about UVA basketball, you know, and, and any other imaginary things out there in this COVID pandemic world. Um, sure, like sports. Of, of what ifs and, and hypotheticals and, and dreaming of actual games. Where are you guys uh, on the, the coming out of, of plans and, and potential uh, American sports? I know we've got our Korean baseball. We've got our Bundesliga back. Uh, You hear bits and pieces coming from, for instance, the NBA uh, with their potential to only play in Orlando, all of their games. Um, (laughs) The NFL, I've seen things kicked around about only playing in a couple places and baseball as well. And then, of course, the NCAA, who knows what's going to (laughs) happen with all, I mean, states and schools and everyone coming up with their own plan. How are you feeling about any potential for something near normalcy um, this upcoming let's say fall, you know, we're talking football first, I guess. I mean, they seem pretty determined to do it. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, <laughs> I mean, like that's the thing. If you'd asked me just like what I think like will likely happen based on what we have seen so far, I would have probably said, I don't think we have football for a little bit. And then I think we, who knows with basketball, I think we probably have it, but it'll be weird. And then now, but now they're like, nope, we're all going back to school. (laughs) So it's kind of like, well, maybe we're doing this. I don't know. I'm curious about, I think it was Notre Dame and South Carolina Mm -hmm. that have said that they're going to go to, they're going to start a little early, go until Thanksgiving, cancel Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. break, technically. I don't know if that would, but basically they'd go online after Thanksgiving break. They would cancel fall break fall and, break, and yeah. either go online or end the semester oh, right end before the semester Thanksgiving. Early. So um, they, basically the point is we're all on campus together being relatively normal, but once we leave for Thanksgiving, we're not coming back yeah. until spring semester. Um, that will be interesting. Yeah. I, that a little bit makes me, you know, look here. I love football season. It's great and I love it and it's fantastic. But I'm really, I just want basketball back. I don't know, like, and I don't, people are going to take it the wrong way. I don't know if they'll take it the wrong way. Who knows? But um, maybe it's just because I'm still salty about how things ended. You know, like how quickly it ended. Not salty. Like, it was the right choice and everything was understandable. Um, but salty I'm like. at the germs. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly salty at coronavirus. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of like, all part of it is this Virginia team should be really good. <laughs> so I'm kind of like. Right be back and like the schedule is shaping up to be incredible you know you've got these yeah. uh, west coast event with ucla kansas and georgetown there's the december 19th madison square garden game against villanova potential for well we'll see who knows what will happen with the acc big 10 i ranked which te- which teams i wanted virginia to play mm-hmm. um with michigan state obviously near the top at the top of that list um if you add like a michigan state michigan iowa even in indiana that's a pretty good game just based on like brand name if you will um 
so the schedule shaping up to be pretty good non-conference obviously acc plays always fun so that's where i'm like please come back um as far as i like, would shutter football season if it if it guaranteed the basketball season i would too <laughs> easily yeah and, and look the thing is like <laughs> as much as well you know everyone who's in sports who's trying to hypothesize whether or not stuff's coming back um we're not epidemiologists is that the right one that's the right one right um we're not anything of any of those words <laughs> none of those we're not ologists of any of these things <laughs> <laughs> and so i'm like look i want people to be safe i've been quarantining right. i've stayed home like i'm at my parents place now because that we've all quarantined and like merged forces to quarantine together it's a whole thing so like just be responsible like wear masks when you go out like that whole thing all of that said like i don't know how this happens yeah. like maybe there's a really good summer and it gets hot and like fewer cases or yeah i don't know like i've heard and then it's stuff like i don't even know what's true how to like, inject sunlight into our bodies exactly yeah. <laughs> um, it's just like there's so see. many variables that i'm like i'm surprised the cal state um schools like that chain yeah. and understandably like there are people abroad there are people all over the country that have to get out there like but this seemed really early to be making a type of decision about the fall for students returning when you have you know june and july right and part of august to try and figure out if it's going to be safe because they should right. lean towards the side of if you can do it safely bring people back to school because that's the best experience not just, like for the students i think right. i would have been devastated if my graduation was canceled postponed whatever you want to say and i had to do it virtually like sure. I, like as silly as that sounds this is the most important thing that's ever happened to me no like was it awesome to walk the lawn and like it was have, hot it was hot as hell but boring. like getting commissioned like there are guys that were commissioned online yeah and that hurts my heart i was like oh so anyway that's right. i hope it's back but i could see a situation in which the non-cons canceled um for football well it's going to be regionally is the issue i mean the the worst case scenario and what's going to happen is the worst case scenario is not enough uh you know distancing and and the reopening too soon there's going to be flare-ups somewhere there could be flare-ups everywhere we're right back to what we're doing who knows again none of us are experts in this but (laughs) it's it's undeniable that they're going to be flare up somewhere like you're not going to have all of these schools able to do the same thing no matter what right like there it's impossible to get a vaccine we know that in time for fall semester so it's impossible that all the schools are going to be able to work the same way so that's going to have some sort of impact on athletics so i i think what we're going to see is the professionals are going to try as best they can and maybe it'll work maybe they can keep themselves uh, covid free uh, enough to work I, I don't know what the likelihood of the happening is obviously um, but it's going to be real real hard to see anything actually working out for NCAA football at least but plus you know, and we're not even considering all the finances like you said with with yeah. some of these um, smaller schools shutting down programs in I mean yeah I think it was central so much we don't know yeah central yeah. Michigan just went under the required number of right. men's programs to right. stay D1, I think it was. Right. I was yeah. like, they applied for a waiver, but it's bold to cut that last program to send, to put you under six. To, yeah. It's, and that's the thing too, is like, it's not like, yes, a huge piece of it's going to be about athletics because obviously we know what kind of money football and basketball bring in, but the schools also need the tuition. Like yes. they can't have, students taking a gap year or going to community college for two years until this all you know to like save and i wouldn't blame any students who did like if you're not getting the full experience on grounds like 
go to Nova for two years, transfer in, um, but that'll hurt. So schools want students to come back. And if students come back, they'll have sports. Well, look, I can only speak locally, but like we're, everyone's, we're full speed ahead here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But they'd give it a month. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like you said, who knows? Like things things keep moving forward and, and, you know, knock on wood. We're reopening gradually though here, which is good, but yeah, like it's, it's still, you know, cautiously optimistic, I guess, and hope that things work out. I mean, like, SEC seems full speed ahead. Like they're playing. Y'all want to play? Cool. If not, cool. They're doing their own thing, right? Like so. One of the interesting parts someone pointed out to me the other day was I think in some of the southern states that are reopening gyms and stuff, one of the reasons that the schools are like, fine, let's bring some of the players back, is they'd rather have the players with them on campus in the gyms as opposed to like going to gold's gym in the neighborhood which is reopened i guess was and i was like oh that's interesting i don't know how much of that actually is going to factor in with stuff but if some places are reopening things like yeah on an acc podcast which i do for (laughs) sp i had michael subscribe where you get your podcasts (laughs) yes i had michael felder on last week who played football at carolina's college football personality for stadium and he was talking about some things i didn't i mean i thought about some of this but not to the level he talked about it like not only do guys have trouble working out, right, but it's also, like, you put, even if they're on a certain diet, and even if there's a certain, like, okay, here's some money to get the groceries that you need to stay on this diet, some guys are in situations where their parents might be essential workers, and right. maybe they've never used a stove before, I mean, Lord knows I barely <laughs> had a couch, like, so they're just, you know, even if you have additional resources to help you buy the things you need, it doesn't mean that you're always in the best situation to do right. that. And some of these guys are, have been reliant on and, and sort of expected those meals that they get in the summer and all that stuff. So I, I think that's worth remembering as well, that some of these guys are, are, are in much worse situations right now, sure. even yeah. if they're with their family and, so, and then they would be, you know, at school or in a place where they can train a little bit more safely, get the meals that they need and all that good stuff. So I, I think that's, that's also something that I've thought a lot about. And if they're on campus with nobody else on campus right now, I don't hate that in and of itself yeah. at all. So I don't either. Yeah. Honestly, if they can find a way to do that part. Yeah. So, and, and that's where it gets into some of the stuff that I like just thinking about big picture wise, where it's like, who is best suited? I think then at that point, you think that teams that return a lot of players are better suited to be ready in case things start on time than so say you had a big graduating class or what does that put Virginia Tech ahead of the power curve in the ACC because they return so many players like you know Virginia having to I guess they do Virginia having to deal with a new quarterback whether that's Brandon Armstrong or if there's actually a new competition emerging um because the new transfer in so that is the stuff that I think is super interesting same with basketball like Virginia's bringing in a lot of new players are they now behind the power curve even if like stuff starts on time in basketball because normally they're there or they will be there over the summer right learning the defense <laughs> so well, what does that all do live at grant kersey's house apparently yeah. i mean it looks nice fun videos <laughs> too um walda tensai's instagram is hilarious by the way <laughs> he's a hoot anyway well, speaking yeah, of sauce. basketball and speaking of not having sports uh, our activity today <laughs> is basketball focus and is a way to entertain ourselves because we don't have real sports to talk about <laughs> so lauren's joining us we're gonna draft teams the Tony Bennett era men's basketball 
players. I guess he hasn't been coaching the women's team, so that's that's redundant. But we're we're gonna draft teams. Uh, anyone who's played under Tony uh, qualifies. I'll say if you want to take one of these ones who hasn't arrived yet. I mean, they're Tony players. I'd, I'm not gonna be bold enough to take draft someone I haven't <laughs> seen play yet. But um, by all means. Uh, and the, the one stipulation the, that we're going to put in is that we are doing this in like a, a focus of a, a lineup that would work well together. So it's not just drafting your five favorites, um, you know, take a, take an idea of what would be a good lineup. Cause then we can take a look at how my lineup will be both of your lineups. That'll be, uh, helpful. <laughs> uh, so we'll do five players. We'll, we'll also do a six player. So, so you can have your swing man, your bench, uh, your spark plug, whatever <laughs> you want to take for it. Um, but Caroline, you, you randomized. I did. I promise that this was randomized. Yeah. It does not look good when you come in first, when you what, randomize it yourself. What a coincidence I know. Uh, that due to your unviewed, <laughs> unmonitored unpoliced <laughs> randomization you got first pick and i got last pick so. <laughs> i thought about doing a screenshot of the before mm-hmm. and then the one that like because i still have the tab open that has the results oh um, yeah i believe but i was like did. it's yeah. not gonna happen where i'm first anyway hey it's we're doing a snake draft so you'll get a double pick at three four um so you know it's not All too right. bad <laughs> well, well you you get to kick things off all right, I think this With is Jack Salt, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, he's got a lot of things that he brings. I mm-hmm. literally have like paper and pen. Uh, I with the number one overall pick in this Tony Bennett era Virginia basketball player draft, I'm taking Malcolm Brogdon. No! <laughs> Weird. Weird choice. Oh, it's devastating. All right, why did you take Malcolm first? Uh, one, he's just so good on a lot of things. <laughs> he's, he's pretty much pretty universally good. understood as the best player. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, in the more serious one, if we're building a actual rotation, he can fit in a couple places. Um, he's a good ball handler. He can shoot well. He can take it to the rim if we need. He can play anywhere from the one to the three, potentially even the four, depending on the line if we have on the court. Um, but also he's a good leader, outstanding defender. Um, yeah, I got myself a four general, man. All right. Well, Lauren, you're up All right. next. This is throwing me for a loop. I thought Caroline would take Jack Salt. Ergo, <laughs> I, not really. But I, did, I, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe she'd take like Joe Harris or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. She didn't. So now I'm kind of in a, okay. So I think, and this is hard because I was going to take a point guard because having yep. a good point guard on a Tony Bennett team is really important. So I'm not yeah. saying it's not. However, I'm going to take DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. Pretty much the Ugh. same and he's the game changer for me in terms of like what got Virginia over the top to be able to win it all. DeAndre Hunter. That's my pick. God, I was so sure Hunter was going to be there for me. (laughs) Oh, he would have been had Caroline just picked Jack Salt. Like we all thought. Uh, Yeah. I thought, I thought at least definitely Brogdon was going to be gone. And then Ty, Kyle, Joey, one of those was going to be gone. Um, or Jack Salt. Or- now I know how NFL GMs feel. I know, right? <laughs> like, wait, you weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> oh, I, I completely thrown. Um, but, you know, that does mean, yeah, one of the floor generals is gone. And then obviously one, one of the best players and talents um, that we've had. Shocker I, that it's gone this way. <laughs> right, I know. The weird that you guys would pick those. Um, I'm going, I'm going floor general. 
Oh, I guess I get back to back picks, so it yeah, doesn't really matter how I, I rank them. I'm I'm throwing Ty in there. Yeah. I was hoping. Oh well. I knew that was coming, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ty uh, you know, there's sentimental favorites for all of us. We love pretty much all of these guys at a very high level. At least Caroline and I. <laughs> I almost luck. picked Ty yeah. with my pick just then. Like I did, yeah. but I was like, DeAndre said you have to go with him. Yeah. Yeah. And gosh, it's tempting. It's it's tempting to just fill that two spot there with with our national Ooh, oh no, you know what you know what i'm gonna mix things up for the sake of uh maybe some defense um oh. and and just for them using different generations and combining them i'm going joey buckets oh, at the two it. How is Joey Buckets going to get back to you at six? Don't be ridiculous. I was going to say. Don't come be on. ridiculous. <laughs> Ty Jerome, Joey Buckets on my backcourt. Mm. It's a solid backcourt. Mm. Backcourt, yeah. All right. So it's to me now? Yep. Yeah. All right. I just feel like I have to pick the best possible floor general left as a point guard that I can because I got I to gotta have that. And so I'm going with London Perantes. Yeah. All right. Yep, yep, yep. Ooh, Ooh London. So now cool. That Ty, now that Ty Jerome's off the board, I have to. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. I see what y'all are doing. And here's, here's how we're going to go. We're going to go Mike Scott. All right. Nice. So we're going big in the middle. From, a, from way back. Yeah, his first season. And I'm they played together. Right, right now I'm putting him at your four, but uh, okay. you know. It's yep. up to you. Um, and I'm going to go Kyle Guy. Mm. Kyle Guy in round three. My goodness. It's a tough – I mean, Who there was – Who saw yeah. Kyle, Kyle <laughs> falling that – Falling that far. It's that a steal far. in the third round. Yeah. National champion. <laughs> Final four mop. Go most outstanding. It's the dumbest. They sure do. (laughs) All right, Lauren. Okay. Round three. All right, round three. Oh boy. Ah man. Now I I gotta go with some sort of an inside presence here. I'm. I need. God, I really need it. I'm tempted. I really. I'm between two guys right now. Because I really. I don't want to take. Like I don't want to take a big guy right now. But (laughs) I'm going to have to because my pickings Mm -hmm. are gonna. I'm gonna go with Anthony Gill. Oh, <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> it's you know what's funny is going into this, Jack Salt was the joke about number one overall. I was pretty sure Caroline was just gonna go ahead and pick Anthony Gill <laughs> so that no one else would. That's something people don't remember, I think, or I don't know if it was like I wasn't on Twitter as much. I don't know, but AG is the original. Like he he's my favorite. Like I love AG. I love his game. He was such a fun personality. He almost tricked not on purpose like in te- like it was like a very nice joking manner he almost tricked white law reed into writing a story about how he loved magic he didn't actually do magic <laughs> tricks but like he said it so offhandedly and he was so like endearing <laughs> in conversation that why he was like i've got this whole like thing planned i'm gonna write about anthony gill doing magic and i think when he followed up ag was like oh dude i'm so sorry i was kidding <laughs> and anyway That's yeah, very anthony funny. gill's a really good pick <laughs> All right, all right. Some some clear offensive firepower there, Lauren. Your team uh, is going to score some points. Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I'm a little biased towards that. 
Um, but I, I appreciate the defense, and I almost went with the defensive guy, but I was like, you know, I really, I've got to have, I've got to have Gil. Yeah. This, this, and now I'm I can go all defense. I'm putting them at your four right now. That's um, where I put them. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I've got, I've got the wing. You know, we could go four wings, but you know, <laughs> oh, this is tough. This is tough because there's strategy now. It's mm-hmm. like, yes. It's like I know you're not going to probably take another power forward. I might if I feel like I can go small. Put them at yeah, five, yeah, that's you know? true. Well, I got two picks. DeAndre at the four, something like that. Well, I do wait. think that I w- when I was writing my list, I found the most depth at that four spot. And obviously they can mm-hmm. rotate through, but I was mm-hmm. looking through it and was like, man, they really got some ballers in that four spot that you can really go any way in there and still yeah. be pretty. Yeah. I like it. I like it. You know what? I'm, I'm going to explain this strategy at the end. Um, <laughs> I'm going to fill my two, my two big guy spots, four and five. Uh, in either order, I'm going Mamadi. And I'm going Akil. Yes. Akil Mitchell and Mamadi Diakite on the blocks for me. I love it. Offense, defense. I mean, we're all, it's funny to talk about. Yeah, they're all totally yeah. better players. <laughs> <laughs> Even the worst but, defensive uh, ones are. That's some pretty be. clear defense um, for Anthony Gill to try and get through there. <laughs> all right. All right. So, okay. I think I've got to get a five, and I've got to get a guy that can defend really well. Um, I guess I think I'm gonna go with Darian Atkins. Nice, that's a good choice. Atkins senior season, man. Oh, man, just I've got an all media team too. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> so these her post game interviews are fantastic. Some great quotes from the London Hunter Gill Atkins. Okay, so these are my last two picks, right? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah these correct. are my last two. I'm You're filling full- out my roster here. Oh man. Okay. Okay. This is where I really, there's a few ways I can go with this. We get through this draft and you don't pick him. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) People are going to be shocked because. I'm I'm send it to him. (laughs) Well, he'd see the list and be like, yeah, that makes sense. Because that's the kind of, I'm assuming we're still talking about Jack. Um, I could take both of these two but oh my god i, I have it between th- three people um and this is really gonna stress me out hold on let me check one th- i'm like checking heights now because i'm a normal person um <laughs> there's so much going on i've got uh i've got a few in play i mean oh, it, it, it's gonna light you gotta go with what the draft gives you right? i like that i have some um and don't forget we've got bench player we do have a, a six so this is this is filling out your starting five okay times, good. Yeah, yeah, but not good. not okay. you you can put jack on your bench for <laughs> you can be my unless one of us does um i'm trying to think who would compliment best no those are the same position um okay i'm gonna go Justin Anderson. Oh, <laughs> son of a. 
That's all media team too, right? Um, and Jay Huff. Ooh. Oh, I like that as a bench guy. Yeah. Well, no, he's my your, five. That's your five. He's my five. Oh. Yeah. Spicy. Well, I like him. That's that's the best available. Yeah. I think, I think I like that because I could slide Mike Scott into that five and take another four, but yeah. I feel like I've got some, some space there. I feel good about this. That's nice. All right, Lauren. All right, Devin Hall. Ugh, Ooh, good choice. All right, <laughs> steady. My my starters are filled out. All right, so we still have bench. Dude, that's a really good team, Lauren. I know. I love this team. Even if I didn't get anyone that I was like, I really want to get people coming into this draft that I got none of them, but I still like my team. This is, so I've got to get my bench guy out of this too. Um, But also, also my other wing or my three. Oh, this, you know, you know, who's going in the three. Huh? I think I know. Sylvan yeah! Landisberg. No! Boom. I didn't even, yeah, that's a good Oh, point. yeah. That was going to fill out my bench. Oh, my you God. Listeners, you listeners going, oh, that guy left. Oh, Tony Bennett. The, like, what a quitter. Oh, uh, blah, blah. Sylvan was so freaking good. He was really good. <laughs> and so, uh, and, you know, he just didn't mesh with this style um maybe my team's we're, we're all not coached by tony bennett how could we do this and I, I don't know but uh sylvan but you guys i'm shocked that he didn't get picked oh my god i'm shocked because you know i guess it's because he i get to pick first in the spark plug bench roll but the ultimate spark plug <laughs> even when he was starting Isaiah. Yeah. Why yeah. do you guys like this? You guys, I mean, you, this wasn't hard. This all, it fell perfectly. I don't have Kyle Guy or Malcolm Brogdon, but I have the perfect UVA team. How is that possible? And yet, and yet, it lays out excellently. All right, Lauren. Good luck with your oh, bench pick. Just take, just take Jack. Just, just. <laughs> I'm not. I'm like I'm actually between Mike Toby and Bub Evans, and Ooh. I think because like I feel like Toby was better coming off the bench anyways, as opposed to like having to be relied upon all the time. But I also <laughs> yeah. feel like I have, I have like some nice size already, some good defense. Like I'm not super concerned. I could slide DeAndre to the floor if somebody got in foul trouble. Uh, I think I will go with Bub Evans because you got to have a point guard, you know, and if London gets in foul trouble, like. All right. Wait, no, I'm not. I'm going oh. with Toby because I, I, <laughs> I feel like Devin could slide yeah, over could to the point. So I have to yeah. go with Mike Toby instead of Polly Ray Jesperson. Oh, Hunter yeah. could bring the ball up if probably. True. If but too, like, so. I just, I, yeah, y'all took everybody. Could, who was it that they used to joke this past season? Braxton bringing it up? <laughs> you know, like the LeBron, like having to do both things. Um, okay, because now I'm running into the same dilemma that Lauren just did. Um, I'm about to go pretty on brand, but not fully on brand, I think. Oh, I, I, I thought you were going <laughs> to just draft him and slide Brogdon to the three because he could play it. He play it. So I'm going with Kihei Clark. I knew. <laughs> yeah. Look at all the options that you can have yeah. with this. So, right, you got Kihei at the point, who's a great distributor, and so you slide Brogdon to the three, 
or you can take Kyle out, slide Brogdon to the two, still have Huff, uh, Anderson, or you can take Huff out and just kind of slide everybody in the, and Scott plays yeah. the five. I'm yeah. very excited about this lineup. Mike Scott yeah. can, the, both of those two, I don't have a lot of uh, size yeah. in the post. There's no post scoring here, yeah. Because even, I, don't, I mean, I mean Mike, scoring, Mike could but, score, but he yeah. preferred to shoot baseline sure. mid-range jumpers yeah not not a lot of bulk but i'm kind of picking these little yeah. positionless basketball on this on this roster you guys, i'm sure you guys saw that poll where it was like who do you want to take the last shot yeah and i was like no offense to mike scott but like why is he in this particular poll <laughs> where's brogdon and where's malcolm yeah. yeah yeah i like stella showing up on screen by the way yes she's she's right here stella say hello she heard a noise so she's not she's going like, to well there she is hi good yeah lady. i do feel like I, it was it, it's an odd choice but I, I feel like that one year that the team just relied on mike he made every shot he took you know yes. <laughs> it just seemed yeah. like but I, still I don't remember how many of those ACC were like oh, of course yeah but how many of those were like crunch time game that's the thing yeah, i don't remember that's how i remembered it too yeah. like is yeah. it not being like that so it was just weird i was like okay yeah and malcolm obviously should be yeah. up there and ty jerome wasn't even on that list i was mm. like i was yeah. like i would have also picked ty jerome <laughs> I also thought, so on that last one, I was between Hauser and Clark. Obviously, we haven't seen Hauser play, <laughs> yes, wow. but yeah. I think he's another, um, and we might revisit this after next after the season if they play. And if we get I'd feel Yeah, right. I'd feel like the biggest idiot ever because of everything out of practice is that he's potential like all ACC yeah. first team player of the year type quality um, with shooting and all that stuff. Um, but because I, I like the, who would be, what would you fill out next in your if what it, needs would you fill out if you had what one more needs pick? are yeah i mean going over our teams um ty joey sylvan all capable with the ball maybe not you know joe harris probably not running point much but sylvan <laughs> definitely could yeah um but it has the size to play in the wing as, as all three of them do akil and Mamadi and wilkins are all sort of you know f- filled that role but we we saw so many times that they didn't play a real five um that they played two fours you know interchangeably through over the years i guess i i don't think i have any weaknesses caroline i just i just think <laughs> this team is amazing you have the all grit team i've got outside shooting yeah i don't really I've got rebounds either i mean yeah you know, I would, I would, draw, I would say Jack Salt, but like Darion feel, fills that role just fine. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, maybe you have him there for Darion's inevitable foul trouble. Yeah. But... <laughs> also true. We do um, have slashers, like you know, guys who can get yeah. off off uh, on on every team. Um, Brogdon, Hunter, Sylvan. I like it. I think these would actually be pretty fun. Obviously, we'll never see it, but these would be pretty fun games. Well, we should submit this to like the UVA former players and be like, "Please play against each other in this order." <laughs> in this order. Yeah. Thank you. Like in this specific group of teams that we have chosen, and rely yeah. on what you did back when you were a senior <laughs> at UVA. Yes. Harken back to your game when you were. <laughs> Please be at your peak when we saw you play. Exactly. <laughs> This is right. why I like talking about there's so many good players. I still even had like even Braxton and late season will Tensai would be pretty good additions too. I do but, think, yeah, there are a few um we no one's brought up Evan Nolte. 
Uh, as a spark plug. Uh, it was on my big board, but I was like, <laughs> if I have to get to where I'm picking Evan, no offense to Evan, my team is in some trouble. A little too too far down in the depth. Zaglinski, no one mentions yes, Sammy. the big Z. Oh, Sammy. <laughs> Shayok, maybe, um, you know, depend if we needed some more depth, especially if you're giving Shayok his season at Iowa State, he just started filling it up there. Yeah. Uh, same guy. Technically. <laughs> just making the argument. Um I and know. I mean Braxton, uh, you know, Braxton did so much for this year's team. Um it's it's hard to argue if someone picked him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just on another one of the all around ones, but also yeah. I mean, do I worry a little bit about finishing at the rim? Maybe. Just a little bit. <laughs> Don't worry a little bit about three-point shooting. Maybe just a little uh, bit. <laughs> I just gotten over the Braxton finishing at the rim of this Bless season. Bless his heart. In my, Bless his heart. My heart. <laughs> um, Mustafa Farrakhan would have been a very mm-hmm. amusing mm-hmm. pick um, for sure. <laughs> Not in a bad way, just like a yeah. whoa deep cut. Uh, deep cut. I had Paul Jesperson on my big board for real, mm-hmm. but you know that's probably he where I would have gone if you made me pick another. Yeah. He had some pretty good games, some yeah, like sure. big moments. And bless his heart, he came in in that. It was the Mike Scott senior season where Joe Harris broke his hand, and they had like six and a half scholarship players, and they mm-hmm. brought him off the red shirt like middle of the mm-hmm. season. Like he he's a he's a cult classic to me, Paul Uray. Um, <laughs> and then he, he hit that huge game winner in the NCAA tournament for Northern Iowa. Remember that? Yeah, absolutely. Like, half court like buzzer beater. And everyone's like, who is this guy? And all the Virginia fans yeah. are like, yay, Paul. And then Ray. he had a big role in Northern Iowa's lead collapsing, uh, I believe, in the, the next round of that yeah. same tournament. Well, you know, what? Uh, doesn't, against, that doesn't happen. I think it was Texas, <laughs> Texas A&M. Don't remember. Yeah. Well, the ups right. and the downs of basketball. But good squads, mm-hmm. all three of us, mm-hmm. I would say, here. I'd, you know, we're all going to pick our teams to win, uh, I think, the, the round robin. <laughs> tournament contest so maybe no sense in, in in arguing that but uh there will be sense in mailing this to jack salt um <laughs> look you know what he be my next pick <laughs> sad jordan meme on it all right final question in uh in acc sports throw at me outside of virginia's redemption national championship an ACC sports last dance documentary idea that, that you think could fill 10 hour long episodes. Mm. I know I didn't, I didn't give you any preemptive. I certainly homework. got, I certainly got locally uh, funny with the, everything that went on in Carolina. I actually, as a, like, this is also local for me, but mm-hmm. with everything that went down at NCC too. So like, like back in the early nineties in terms of like, if gotcha. you really dig into that and look into like what happened, what was proven, wh- and then the response by the school, it's and by like the board of you know the university board or whatever the statewide university board, yeah, it, you would never like nobody would ever punish themselves like that now, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> and it arguably like screwed them for. Can you can you ever elaborate a little bit for people who might not? Um, be as well versed <laughs> the shoes and tickets thing under jim Valvano, mm-hmm. and there was a book that came out called personal fouls that had some some stuff was right but not all of it was correct and anyway they the NCAA the NCAA punished them but it was also the board of of like governors for us that like mm-hmm. or and nc state's own 
you know, as board as an institution that was like, all right, we have to, we have to like fire everybody. We have to restrict our scholarships a lot, do all these recruiting restrictions. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure that everybody's, you know, a really good student. And like, they put all of these restrictions on themselves, but they didn't have to all to sort of prove like, oh, we're taking this really seriously. But basically it was like the end of the Valvano era as a result of that. And then like the recruiting stuff just set them back so, so much. It mm-hmm. was really, really bad. And it's, and you know, this was also right around the time that like, you know, Kay hadn't won his, Kay was about to win his first national title or he just had, mm-hmm. I think it was like one of the two. And then Carolina had gone a while without going to final four. They go back to a final four in 91. Duke wins its first title. And then it, that just sort of started like the Duke Carolina. Right. So like the timing was also really bad of the right. themselves like that. And they've just been sort of climbing uphill ever since then. And I would be really fascinated to look into like what actually went down and how like that punishment for what they did would compare to like something we'd see today. And I don't think it would, it was yeah. just a really bad, badly timed. Yeah. Episode. That's awesome. Yeah. That would be really interesting. It's like they, they saw like, smu football and then like we have to get ahead of it or or prevent something like that and then was that on the cusp of of necessary now that um, no one gets in trouble for anything really anymore well and everybody you know, in this generation as yeah. they should but like that wasn't a thing back then everybody right. just sort of did oh you okay yeah we will do absolutely everything you want awesome all right uh, caroline any any thoughts on a, a docu-series I want to know everything about when the mascot, the Duke mascot, stabs someone with the trident. Oh yeah, that'll be <laughs> tough. To Ten do. hours. Ten <laughs> hours of that. Um, I'm trying to think of like, and I talked to I don't know. We were joking about ones with um, uh, John Casillo, who runs Noon's Magician, that you could just make an over like a, an evergreen one that's like Syracuse's unprecedented trip to the Final Four the story of Syracuse basketball how it's just like the 20 honestly the 2016 season I think is interesting for them um I'm trying to think if there's something I'm sure there's something obvious that I'm just like completely missing but uh (laughs) well I I I think what I would pick or one that I think you could get a lot of content out of would be uh FSU joining the conference Mm. and the impact about that yeah, like the impact that. of that on ACC football. Yeah. In like a contrast of that program to all these, you know, eight dwarfs, <laughs> like FSU and the eight dwarfs that it was. Rise and fall of Florida State. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it doesn't have to end with Virginia being the first win over FSU in ACC play, but uh, no, it probably wouldn't because obviously they were still um, massively good after that. Uh, might end with Peter Warwick. You know, I don't know. I'd watch. I know they've won a title since then, so it's like more ups yeah. and downs. But I'd they watch, were. I'd I'd watch a behind the scenes of the Jim Billier for sure. For sure. <laughs> I'd watch one, and maybe some people will say like, absolutely not. I'm tired of Dabo, but I'd legitimately watch the one from Clemson oh, getting their butts kicked on the national stage and uh, you know and like then starting turning in, yeah starting there like what it is that you look back it's only like what six seven years maybe that you look back yeah. on clemson is um and how just like they're recruiting and the way that they've won games and i think that's fascinating um they probably jump to like the national title game they lost to alabama then they yeah. jumped yeah. to the playoffs this past year then they jump backwards to the ACC. like <laughs> be like wait what 
Yeah. I'd also watch one on Lauren's background, which is the zero zero Virginia Tech wave. Actually, you know, I would watch one on late on WikiLeaks. Oh, yes. Ooh. I'd watch yeah. the heck out of that. Even if it's just like a whole series on subterfuge in the ACC when it comes to like football and that sort of thing. I think that's fascinating. It hasn't been the one that's not ACC is and this would not be. I need a 30 for 30 on the 2008 four by 100 freestyle relay race in the in the olympics um i've said it on my twitter before but it's one of my favorite races like just the trash talk from the french beforehand the dominant like the expected domination like um phelps keeping on the track of winning the all the more gold medals than mark spitz and swimming anyway that's one of my favorite athletic events like ever like i watch the highlights of that like once a month maybe randomly i'm like <laughs> online like Ooh, interesting. All right. i remember where i was for yeah sure. me it was too one of those moments yeah yeah absolutely those would all be good i'd well, watch good all those stuff friends thanks thanks for joining me for these hypotheticals uh exercising our our sports brains through all this if you uh, if you want to keep exercising your sports brain we do still have stuff at streakingalon.com <laughs> going on uh, particularly the catching up with uh, former players has, has been a fun series. It's been so fun. If, I, if you're hearing this because it popped up on your uh, iTunes and you haven't checked out the blog and it's written for him, uh, head over to check out some of those. There's some good stuff to catch up on. But uh, we'll be back during this uh, sad virtual existence uh, some, <laughs> soon, soon enough with more games to play. But uh, for everybody uh, at the blog, I am Pierce. And thanks again to Lauren uh, for joining us. And we'll be back soon. Oh, who's?